0: Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side,
2: And Eric Osmus here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: You sounding awfully. Happy weekend. Yes, happy weekend. You sound rather distant today.
2: I'm calling in remotely uh, today. Nothing um, too exciting. Nothing too exotic. Although I did just recently uh, get back from Mexico. Uh, spent a little bit of time down in Cabo San Lucas. First time ever to that to that um, part of Mexico. And really yeah, just had a wonderful wonderful trip.
1: I didn't know that was your first time down there. I've been there several times. Yeah.
2: Never been to Cuba before, but uh, you know I've been to other parts of Mexico. You know I have to say, with um, with COVID going on and everything, they are better down there than we are up here. I was uh, I was absolutely amazed. Every single business, every restaurant, uh, before you can walk in the door, there's a you step in a alcohol mat to disinfect your shoes. They take your temp. They give you a big squirt of hand, you know Santa hand sanitizer. Every single business. I was going to say a big squirt of what tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's right after the hand sanitizer. That's a difference. A mouth sanitizer. (laughs) We're using Jose Cuervo's hand sanitizer. Um, Yeah. So no, just had a had a wonderful wonderful trip and uh, got some got some fishing in. uh, Caught some caught some um, uh, some uh, dorados, which are you know otherwise known as mahi mahi. Yes, they're delicious. uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, uh, kudos to Alaska Airlines. Um, there's a, a service, you know, down there where um, caught these fish. Uh, a guy meets us at the dock, takes the fish, um, takes them away, cleans them, vacuum seals them, freezes them, um, and then delivers delivered them to our uh, hotel on the day we were leaving in a cooler. Uh, and uh, that cooler, we just check it in as, um, check it into baggage on Alaska Airlines. And uh, when we got back here, the fish is still perfectly frozen. and And nice. uh, it's going to be delicious. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, um, I don't, what? today we, we maybe talk a little bit about this because Cabo San Lucas okay. is the fishing capital of Mexico. But it's also, in my opinion, the timeshare salesperson capital of Mexico. <laughs>
1: I will say when you come through the Cabo Airport, holy yeah. cow! It's uh, yeah. quite a lineup as you're coming in. You
2: from both sides, you got mm-hmm. to kind of walk through the gauntlet. It is and the gauntlet. Everybody's sitting you. Even the rental car agencies. You go to Hertz rental car, and they're waiting right there. How much did you pay for your rental car? Oh gosh, we could get it for way cheaper. Um, but what was interesting is the hotel we checked into. Um, the check in process was to sit by a table by the pool, bring you out a nice cold drink, and do the uh, the uh, check-in process, which I quickly learned was not the check in process. It was actually the timeshare presentation scheduling process Ah, and um, so these these uh, these things um you know everybody and their brother um, you know is is kind of pushing those down there you know sit in on a ninety day mm-hmm. presentation. And I thought, you know, I'm on vacation. I got, I got a week. Uh, so we did. We sat through. We got a breakfast. We got an upgrade of our room. We got a sunset cruise. You know, they give you all kinds of.
1: Because I know how frugal you, know. you are, so you love these things <laughs> for free.
2: <laughs> you got it. You read my mind. So, uh, but what's interesting is, um, as as we kind of did this, so the day of the presentation, we got shown a condo unit and. And then had breakfast, and then they take you to the closing room, where um, where a cocky little um, uh, English guy sits down, and he's scratching this on paper and scratching that on paper, and you know they really kind of start to ramp up the, the pressure, and um, and so I I, I figured out a, a brilliant way to to stop that presentation cold because a lot of these things you have to be so so careful about. Um, I said, great, I go. I work in real estate and I won't sign anything until I've read the contract in its entirety. And, uh, he looked at me, he got up and he walked out. That was it. End of presentation. Which is an excellent thing
1: to do because I've sat through with my ex, one of those that, uh, we did one in PV, uh, Puerto Vallarta on our first vacation together. And, I wish, because I, you know, I do work in real estate and I was trying to use that, but my ex was really big about, you know, being like, no, I, let me handle it. Let me handle it. And I was like, okay. So we sat through no fewer than five of those people. and oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah,
2: he. upping the closing, the getting more and more aggressive.
1: Yeah, exactly. And finally, yeah. at some point I kicked in and I said, look, I work in real estate.
2: There is no way in hell I'm
1: going to sign one of those
2: things. <laughs> well, so. Now, many, many people have, have signed up for these things, and not all of them are timeshare. No, they, and some of them are quite fine. I have angle. friends
1: who've got timeshares no. down yeah. in Cabo, and they and they love it. Right. But I'm just sure, not the person sure. who wants to go to the same place every year.
2: No, but read read your contract, please, 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 because mm-hmm. the, the problem isn't signing up. Uh, the problem is getting out of them if you it, need to in the future.
1: It's like getting off one yeah. of those dating apps and getting it to stop charging you. They make it really, 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 really difficult, and that's why there's a whole yeah. other sub section of business around timeshare resales.
2: There is absolutely, and it's not and pleasant. timeshare exit teams getting out of timeshares, mm-hmm. how, to, how to do that. Um, I, I have one client, unfortunately, um, ha- had a timeshare, and oh, what happens is if you sign up for it once, and then you go back to the place. You know, they're not making their initial bit of money off of you, so then they'll try and upgrade you, you know, so you sign up for more or, or double or whatever. And um, one of my clients uh, decided he wanted to get out of it, so he went to one of these timeshare exit uh, people, and um, they advised him to stop making his payments. Oh, no. In which case, he had financed uh, some of the, the, uh, the fee for the timeshare. Um, folks, that's a mortgage, Mm hmm. And if you don't make your payments on a mortgage, it hammers your credit score and it hurt this person's credit score so hard uh, mm. that he's unable to get any type of mortgage financing at this point.
1: Oh, no. So,
2: yeah. So, uh, again, you know, you've got to be careful who gives you advice. Yeah. Uh, but anytime somebody tells you don't make your payments, uh, you know, that's that's usually the wrong advice. And, um, and will will harm you greatly in the long run. Yeah. So, uh, just well, I'm glad. To, you know what?
1: That. I'm glad you said that because um, I actually just had. Well, it's a mutual client that we have right now. It was a, a woman who was referred to me that I then referred to you. Um, you know, so she's longtime friends with one of the vendors I've worked with for 18 years. Um, one of our best, like carpet cleaning, restoration, um, remodel type guys. Uh, who's done a ton of work so if anyone wants to know who he is or needs those services contact me but uh, or send us an in- email at info at teamreba.com but uh, this mutual client you and I have I just got done sending her um, we have I believe it's four shows one might be a repeat but um, we had four episodes on uh, FICO scoring and credit scores and what you can do to better your credit score um, mm-hmm. and and how to not negatively impact your scoring also with Mike Olden um so I'm just going to encourage our listeners that you know hey if you want to know what can and cannot show up on your credit report go back and listen to those shows because they're really Mm -hmm. really important um good life skill building tools for every everyone to listen to it's not even just local like uh, let's say listener you're here in Washington State and you've got Uh, younger people in your family that are maybe going to college somewhere or they happen to live somewhere else, send them those podcasts because they're great information. And the younger that people get access to that, the better off they're going to be. Because Eric, you and I both know with the number of people we talk to, it's always shocking to me how many people in their 40s and 50s don't know this basic information and when they sit in on our Mm -hmm. classes when we teach them they're like why didn't anyone tell me this in high school
2: (laughs) i i know it's it's it happens over and over again i was talking with somebody just earlier this week that um said oh yeah i I closed like five of my accounts because i wasn't using them Mm -hmm. and my score went down uh, almost 100 points and uh, it's like yeah that can happen because you're losing the the credit record for those accounts and so you know these these shows we've got with mike olden from american reporting are you're right absolutely super valuable because it gives you the tips of things that you need to do to have the highest possible credit score some of those things are really easy to accomplish Mm -hmm. um it's but but they're but they're some of them defy common sense so it's really important to listen to those shows and and uh, get some some good life skills like that absolutely yeah. Credit is so important. It's so important. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Well, okay. good. Well, uh, so we're you know, back in town, happy to be... <laughs> happy yes, to
1: be we back. went round the world no, there with uh, the yeah. whole timeshare yeah. to credit score. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, no, but I'm, I'm glad you guys had a great vacation. I got to see some of your pictures. It looked like a really great time. And, you know, I mean, with everyone being cooped up, um, it is interesting how travel is happening. We also have another client of ours who just, um, went and got married and went to Cancun for a week. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on, even though we have, you know, sort of lockdown type stuff happening. So, Um, People are still trying to get on with their lives. Not everyone's doing so successfully at that, Um, (laughs) you know, which we're talking about on some other shows, too. Um, You know, it's it's uh, it's an interesting time. Right. And we were just saying, um, well, you and I, before we got on the show, government, you know, Governor Inslee just announced rollbacks. I guess you getting back from your trip is timely because I'm assuming travel is also impacted by that. I know hotels are, but I'm, I am I don't know all the repercussions of what that means for overall travel. But um, right. I think we're going to be exploring a lot of topics today. It's it's just me and you on this show. So listeners, we don't have a guest today, but we're going to have a wide variety of some very interesting topics to cover Um one what's happening with real estate with the rollbacks um, what are the changes if any that we're experiencing and then also we're going to be talking about what's going on with condos downtown because it's something we've been keeping our eye on and when we get back from this break we're going to start off uh, with the real information uh, going through what's happening with rates with eric over there at Homebridge. we'll be right back after these messages here on open house with team reba thanks for listening
0: Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now back to
2: Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba.
2: And we are here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing you information on real estate and finance and lots of other topics as evidenced by our first segment.
1: (laughs) And you can go back for repeat shows or if you miss Saturday, we have it Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. and always on podcast.
2: There you go. Find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Just ask, uh, ask Alexa. She'll tell you where we're at. Just look up open house with Team Reba.
1: Yeah. And if you're a little freaked out about having Alexa in your house after the recent uh, 60 Minutes show, <laughs> I don't know. Anything you get on is going to like kind of freak you out about the information that they're tracking on you. But uh, did you happen to watch 60 Minutes this last week?
2: I did not. Now yeah. I'm going to have to <laughs> look
1: up. Yeah. They did a whole thing on TikTok because TikTok oh, oh, is owned yeah. by a Chinese company the and Chinese. all of that. And so then they started, I will tell you, Eric, I thought it was hilarious because, you know, I knew it was a Chinese company, but, um, and I don't, I don't get on TikTok actually. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm like, Ugh, whatever. It's like Snapchat to me, but, um, but I've known for ages, I came out of tech, right. And so I've known for ages that data is everything. And if you didn't already know that they're collecting all of your data everywhere you go and everything that you do, um, I, I don't know what rock you've been under, but, you know, yeah, you're right. being tracked. It's the marketers who are the bigger tracking mechanisms. But mm-hmm. this show talked about how there's uh, concern around TikTok because there's 100 million users in the United States of that particular right. app. And what it does is in their uh, EULA agreement, the end user licensing agreement, when you say yes to all those things and allowing those programs into your phones, you're basically becoming um, a bot for them. That is collecting a lot of data. And, you know, they were trying to say on the show that, you know, because that goes back to the Communist Party, because everything in China has to have, you know, direct inset, um, you know, access back to the political party there. Um, you know, they're like, hey, you might want to be aware of what you're doing out there. And it was funny because after that show aired, a bunch of my family who are not very techie type people suddenly started posting a bunch of stuff on Facebook. Like I just deleted a bunch of friends and I just did this other stuff. And now I'm a little weirded out by all. I was like, you can tell that you're not living in a very tech forward environment because you've just figured that out only because 60 minutes did the show.
2: (laughs) That's absolutely right.
1: That's a little terrifying. (laughs) So, but you know, it's interesting stuff, but, but we were just talking about credit and the collection of things because your credit does impact the rates that you get on mortgages. And we've had a lot going on the last few weeks, including a presidential election. What the heck is going on in mortgage rates right now?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's been busy, that's to say the least.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, although this election cycle is not really much different from a lot of the ones in the past where I've been tracking since, um, I don't know, Ronald Reagan, um, what happens to rates before and after an election and with with very few exceptions the rates really don't change a, a ton you know uh, before and before and after um there's there's been a couple of exceptions first um uh, election of bill clinton actually um mm-hmm. rates rocketed up because the markets weren't quite understanding what to expect um this time around um really it, it hasn't changed too terribly much we, we, okay. we spiked initially we went higher initially but mm-hmm. then over the last couple of weeks, it's, it's been working its way back down.
1: But you um, and I through- did a show four years ago on this topic, remember? Yeah. We did a whole, we did a run back through Nixon on this, right? right? Exactly. So if you really, if listeners, you want to hear that, go find Open House with Team Reba on podcast. And four years ago, we, right before Trump was elected, we did a show on this saying, here's what we think is going to happen. And then a couple of shows after that, like if you want a good historical perspective, those few shows in a row will definitely tell you like comparing what to Eric's about to tell you right now.
2: Right. And, and, and kind of looking forward with rates, there's a few things uh, that are on the horizon. You know, some will cause rates to, to um, push higher. Some will cause rates to push lower, you know, on the, on the higher side of the spectrum, really it's vaccines. You know, and, and we've seen mm-hmm. a little bit of an uptick in rates Cause as, as um, you know, Pfizer uh, came out with um, vaccine. And then I think Merck, uh, Merck also has one out mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, those are, are, of course, very good news for people um, with interest rates. Good news is typically bad. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so good news can cause rates to rise a little bit. They'll, they'll tend to follow the stock market. You know, so if the stock market takes off, most likely interest rates will follow Um, But on the on the other side of that equation, um, we're still in a pandemic. And with with additional states, not only our state, but others going into, you know, sort of relocking things down, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the economy that tends to slow the economy down. And that actually will cause rates to go lower. Um, Additionally, this week, um, if you know, you know, as as things kind of move forward, most likely we will have a new uh, Secretary of the Treasury, um, and that person who's slated to take that is is um, Rafael Bostic, some president of the Atlanta uh, branch of the Federal Reserve. Um, he was interviewed this week, and he basically said that he will use any and every tool available to the Fed uh, to keep interest rates low. Um, you know, so so he, including uh, quantitative easing, um, basically printing money uh, to keep interest rates low. On the other side of that, the Fed has also said they they're a little bit more flexible and in allowing inflation to go higher, um, and inflation going higher will cause rates to rise. So we have these mm-hmm. these these different policies and and and, uh, and factors going on that are that are battling against each other. So the it's like wind and current. That, <laughs> yeah, it's like status quo at this at this point. So here's where we are today. Uh, the national average. Uh, for a conventional 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is at 2.9%. That's almost down to our all-time lows of 2.81% over the last year. Um, think about that. In the last year, we've been as low as 2.8 and as high as 4.15, right now averaging 2.9. Wow. Uh, the, the rates are really, really good. Yeah, that's uh, great. 15-year fixed. Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, I mean, we're we're super happy about it. Fifteen-year fixed rates are hovering around 2.4 um, percent. FHA and VA, our government loans, are right around 2.38, and wow. and yeah, 2.38. And and jumbo thirty-year fixed rates are right around just a nick above three percent, right around 3.125 percent.
1: I'm so, happy to hear that because yeah, I have someone buying in that range right now. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now the the jumbo the jumbo market. Um, really did get affected by covid and right when it hit in march uh, many of the jumbo lenders um, either suspended operations or 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 substantially you know tightened down their policies they are starting to loosen up a little bit on the jumbo end Um, up until um, uh, maybe three weeks ago it was almost impossible for instance to find a jumbo loan um, where you can put 10% down, jumbo meaning um, in King Pierce Snohomish County, any loan amount above 741,750. So if you're above that, you're jumbo. Um, every other county in the state, if you're above 510,400, you're you're in the jumbo category. Um, so it is possible to get a 10% down jumbo loan now, um, and uh, although the, the the requirements and the the restrictions and things are fairly significant, so. Be sure to check in. I'm always happy to give you information on that, options and everything.
1: Yeah, maybe you uh, need career, to give your information.
2: Why don't I? Uh, you can email me, eric at ericismybanker.com, and call me, too, if you like, 206-915-3742. I've uh, been doing a lot of Zoom calls lately where we'll, we'll get folks in on a call, and, and that way I can kind of pull up estimates and numbers, kind of show, show what's going on and, and options and everything. Uh, super, super helpful tool if, if um, since we're really not meeting in person these days.
1: Yes, you know, for a lot of the situations. Well, I'm so glad that you say that, though, because we do need to discuss real quickly what's happening on the real estate side of things. Because we can still meet in person, um, mm-hmm. but only in certain situations. Okay, so if you don't mind, are are you kind of done with all the rate and whatnot I there? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Right. So. Governor Inslee, when we did the rollback on Sunday, um, you know, immediately that evening, I had clients of mine saying, oh, no, because I have a bunch of people trying to buy homes by the end of the year uh, and rental properties. And they're like, oh, no, does this mean we can't, we can't do what we were doing? And no, that's not what it means. Um, the rollback, at least as it relates to the real estate side of things, is strictly around open houses at this stage. Right. So we had only had open houses open for a few weeks and some people have been doing those. Um, They had their own protocols where we couldn't allow more than five people in a property at a time. So it was requiring real estate agents to kind of double up with staffing to have someone monitoring the door and the people in and out and one person there available for questions and what have you. Um, So that is now kibosh put back on that. So no more open houses. Now, here's what we can do. We can do virtual open houses. So like let's say I'm listing a home that's vacant or the seller can uh, exit for a little while and I can do a tour of the property on say like a Facebook live feed or something along those lines. Great, fantastic, can still do it. I can do individual showings, but they have to be by appointment. They can't just be something random. Um, So they have to be by appointment A maximum number of people can be in attendance for those things. Um, Typically, you know, when we're going to show property, um, the preferred showing method is no more than two individuals plus the agent. Uh, We can, in a transaction, get five people involved because at this point now we might have, let's say there's a couple of people or maybe it's a single person and they have a friend or a parent or somebody who's with them. Uh, And then we have a home inspector and maybe a sewer scope person plus the agent involved. You know, these things can be changing and they also can change from county to county uh, as well Mm -hmm. as we go through different um, modifications of where we're all at during this pandemic. So make sure that you're always like staying in contact with your real estate agent. Um, But for us, I absolutely can schedule with people. And Rick on my team also can schedule with people for showings. So we just have to have it planned. The other thing that's really, really important, I know that you and I, Eric, have talked about this on the show several times, is please be pre-approved. Some of those listing agents, including myself, are requiring that the agents showing those properties have their pre-approval available and able to prove if necessary because everyone's health is at risk. So we want to make sure that we've got serious people going into these properties and not just looky-loos. So it's a matter of respect and pride you know, for all of us to make sure and do it right. So please be patient with us as we deal with these new changes. And we'll be right back on Open House with Team Reba Open House with more.
0: With Team Reba on AM 1590, The Answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remix Metro East Side,
2: And Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: So, we've covered a lot already, um, <laughs> but I want to make sure and cover something that you and I have been hinting at, um, something that we've been watching, basically, for the last several months, Right. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, so again, talking kind of pandemic related topics um, and how the industry is being impacted. Condos in downtown Seattle and Bellevue. Right. So because it's not just Seattle. I know we originally were saying, oh, it'll be interesting to see downtown Seattle. But I've been keeping an eye um, the last several months on what's happening and the volume of activity that's occurring in each of those market areas because the focus being those were the major downtown employment centers where Mm -hmm. condos, apartment buildings, and office buildings all share space, right? And we've mentioned in other shows that about, you know, 13, 14 percent of the local workforce is, are are people who are in tech, right? Um, And when I say tech, I mean, you can be an Amazon worker and work at their industrial locations of warehouse but that's that's not tech we're talking about the people who actually are in the technology focused jobs right Mm because amazon has a whole bunch of other employment in the you know warehouse picking and and what have you right Right. so where a lot of those high-paid individuals were residing was close to their workspaces because many of them uh, particularly millennials and gen z's they don't have cars or they've even right. come from places where having a car is an inhibitor, right?
2: Right. Yeah, no, They. that's what's pretty much caused the whole buildup of, of condos and everything in the South, especially South Lake Union area. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, definitely. You know, all the spots within a commu- commuting distance of that or buses, routes, or, or whatever.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And downtown Bellevue is the same, right? Because you have a combination mm-hmm. of, you know, while Expedia was there, which, of course, now they've moved. Um, you know, you had Amazon is now moving over there a lot more people. Um, or at least that's the intent and the announcements that they're making. Microsoft obviously has a very, very large footprint over there, and, and so do many other companies. Google's also based over in Kirkland. Um, you know, you got Uber here locally now. Facebook, um, Google has locations. Um, there's so much that's happening in these uh, downtown job centers, or at least there, you know, there was. Um, but as soon as we had the pandemic hitting and people had the work from home potential. Uh, people have been taking advantage of that. And so what we've noticed is all of the surrounding areas are going bananas, right? Like we've mentioned on the show that Tacoma is hot and heavy right now. Hot, mm-hmm. hot, hot and heavy. And we're seeing that in a lot of different price points uh, up to kind of like a mid-range. You know, 250 to 700 is still very popular down there. And you can get a lot for your money for that,
2: right? You absolutely can. I, in fact, I was just looking at an appraisal on a property in Tacoma, and every comparable sale that I that I saw, recent recent sales sold for over the list price, and, and the days on market were two to four days when mm-hmm. they're sold. Yes. You know, it's, it's fast, really, really fast.
1: We've been working with many more clients than we ever have down in the Tacoma area, and I can tell you almost every house unless you – know, because there's there's definitely still stuff that sits on the market, uh, and it's usually because they are gross. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to try and put a um, you know rouge on that pig. I mean there are some pretty nasty places that people are trying to put on the market right now um, because they think they can get whatever, right? Or they're concerned about what might happen. You know, there's a lot of fear in the marketplace, of course. But the vast majority of like the really well priced, great condition properties, even kind of like better than good, but not awesome, those properties are seeing anywhere from two to 15 offers on them at a time easily. Holy cow. Right? It's we're, just nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we just had um, just today, we have a client that we were working with, and she was about to put a Uh, offer on a property yesterday because over the weekend we had learned um you know the prior weekend we'd learned they already had like four offers coming in but the review date was several days later so we got to the review date and that was yesterday and it was like oh four more offers came in they were expecting two more not including us wow and so she went um let me go to this other one instead which we had called ahead found out yesterday there were no offers. So we're like, great, maybe we get a chance. Well, today we go to put an offer on and lo and behold, there's at least one other offer. So what are we doing? Escalation is now Absolutely. kicked in. Right. And you know that because this is a mutual client of ours right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? right. So yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. so we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're running and moving and, you know, doing tons of you know research on all of this, trying to, to do the right thing by our clients. And, you know, with that, we're also, you know, setting up the inspectors in advance and all that kind of thing. But on the other side of it, here I am looking at these downtown condos, and I have another client who's looking down there for a personal property as well as an investment property. And I'll tell you, the van- and we're looking at price points from five hundred thousand to about one point five million. They they are even looking for a, up as high as two, but preferring not to be as high as two for their personal residence. And I will tell you. Everything, everything I'm looking at is 60 to 120 days on market right now.
2: Interesting. Interesting. So uh, so 60 to 100, and this is Seattle or both Seattle and Bellevue? Both. Both. 60 to 120 days. hmm And you compare that to Tacoma, it's like two mm-hmm. or three days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's scary. And it's not that there's not stuff price reductions on those.
1: Well, so again, some of this is anecdotal because I don't have you know I need to run some reports on this now, but um, I can tell you I just went through no joke for this one customer in downtown Seattle, I just went through ninety different condo listings, and that's and this is all concentrated in. Capitol Hill, Belltown, and Queen Anne, like core areas, not mm-hmm. not Northside sure. Queen Anne, not Westside Queen Anne, Southside, West, sl- uh, East Slope, pardon me. Anything that's walkable to South Lake Union, because that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can definitely tell you that the price reductions are happening. You know, um, one of the other things that we're also seeing is um, who was flipping. There's actually a building over in Bellevue that you and I both know about where a lot of people got kind of starry-eyed like back in 2006 and we were buying Mm -hmm. units to flip, right? Mm -hmm. They were getting in early in on the project and then fully intending to do resale as soon as they're ready. I just saw – I'm looking at one that's in downtown Seattle right now that they just closed a couple months ago. And they've put it back on market for $200,000 more than what they just closed on.
2: Oh, not going to happen, probably. Yeah,
1: I think it's highly unlikely that they're going to get anything close to that, um, given what's happening right now. And then the same thing, that building over in Bellevue, people are flipping those right now. And whether they thought... You know, that everything was going to be just going along swimmingly. I mean, that is the challenge when you're trying to do flipping on new construction condos. First of all, there's the big, uh, I don't know how to put this politely, sort of an ethical and legal question around if you weren't up front with the developer about why you were purchasing, um, you potentially put yourself in a situation of mortgage fraud. Right.
2: You and I, I can, talked about this. Let me clarify. Let me, Please let do me clarify that question because yeah. when you're buying a new, a new into a new project, um, condo projects have rental caps. They have limits on how many units can be rentals, and when they're marketing a new a new condo project, they will ask you, do you intend to live in it or not? And um, and if you say I intend to live in it, but you have no intention of doing so. Um, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, because your, your your financing also will will ask the same question, and uh, if you say you're going to live in a property and you take out a, an owner occupied mortgage, but it, you actually never move into that property, that absolutely is fraud, and mm-hmm. uh, you can be prosecuted for it. Uh, so it's uh, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, it's a real big deal.
1: A lot of people don't you know because the individual consumer out there. They're, they're just looking out for themselves right I mean I, I mean I don't oh I mean Eric you know I always struggled with this right because I don't begrudge people wanting to do well for themselves and invest and whatnot but people will do that doing some highly risky things because they just think oh if it's just me it's like who cares what's what's the big deal well I don't know yeah. the meltdown of 2008 would be one part. <laughs> You yeah, because a, a lot of yeah. questionable and unethical things happened during that time. Because um, it mm-hmm. wasn't just the lenders; there were plenty of people out there wanting to make a quick buck who fed into it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, so it's a struggle for me at times to talk about without getting um, a little hot under the collar and not trying to be like holier than thou about it um, at all. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not. It's just, it's like. If you knew what you were doing on a broader scale, you know, if you understood the risks involved. And the, the thing is, is when you're someone like me who try and hold a high, high ethical and excellent standard, I can't be involved in a transaction like that. I won't. You know, I've walked away from millions of dollars of transactions because I just won't do it.
0: Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I know what yeah.
1: it does is it eventually harms the overall economic factors for everyone else. Right. Well,
2: and unfor- unfortunately, you know, f- for the the industry, there are loan officers and real estate agents out there who, you know, will you know cross that line. Um, I've always you know coached my people, and I and I look at it the same way. Number one, your ethics are that's your reputation. Yes, that's your future. But is is one transaction worth your career? Right. Um, I, I know of, of um, a, a real estate agent recently that that completely doctored up um, backup offers on a on a transaction to get a higher price you know, for the home, and she got found out. And Ugh. guess what? <laughs> She's no longer a real estate agent it, know, and, and facing serious litigation.
1: That's a that's a major major thing. So we're going to talk more about what's going on in the condo market. How it impacts the industry when we get back after these messages on Open House with Team Reba. There is so much to cover. We can't even get it all probably today, but we'll
0: try. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Oss is here from Homebridge Financial Home Morgan.
1: And Reba Haas from Team Reba. And Eric, I know we've been talking all kinds of other stuff, but in case anybody would like to reach out to you again with uh, questions or a situation on their own rate availability, what would they do?
2: Sure. Or story problems, uh, anything like that, you, <laughs> um, you can always reach me on my email. It's eric at uh, ericismybanker.com. Uh, or you can call me at 206-915-3742. And Reba, what about you?
1: If it is a general question that anyone in my team can make sure and respond to you very quickly on, info at teamreba.com. If you have something that's of a more personal nature, you can reach out to me directly at Reba at TeamReba.com. And you can also call or text me at 206-910-3429. I would ask, though, because we've had this happen a couple of times, listeners, if you're going to be trying to call me, if you could also text me first that you are about to do so, because sometimes I'm in meetings, um, and then that way I can let you know if I'm available, um, because we have had a couple of folks try and reach out to me. Of course, you know, we've got the show going on on Saturdays. I get phone calls on Saturdays. Sometimes I'm doing other things directly after the show. So just let me know to expect you, and I'll let you know if I'm available right at that moment, because we might need to set up a time to talk.
2: So there you go. Yep, absolutely. I know so many times a phone call comes in these days if you don't know the number. um I'm always afraid to answer it anymore. Well, do you
1: believe I get more than my share of, uh, as a business owner, I get more than my share of marketing calls. so. Oh, it's, likewise. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so we want to make yeah. sure and take care of you listeners because um, we've actually had a lot of you who've been reaching out to us lately, asking for mm-hmm. our expertise, um, asking to work with us, and we absolutely love it, and we're so thankful for that. And We just want to make sure that we take good care of you. So we're asking because yeah. uh, it helps us monitor our time and make sure that we do get to, uh, you know, give you what you're looking for, which I'm assuming if you're listening to the show, you're looking for, you know, good conduct, our advocacy, representation, and excellence.
2: Absolutely. Very, very much appreciated. So, Reba, before the the break, you were giving a rundown of condos, Mm -hmm. especially in downtown Seattle and on the east side. Mm -hmm. You know, what's your prognostication? What do we we expect to see in the the future with, with condos? I look at it I can go back over 30 years
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and condos have have just never quite kept up with the with the the general housing market, you know, a stick built stick built home. We've had a few exceptions here and there and and, you know, as some some really high end projects have come in. Uh, but but when the markets turn, it mm-hmm. seems like the condos are the first ones to get to get hurt a little bit. Um, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, on that?
1: no, absolutely. Um you know, we've had at least, an, I'll, I'll give my 18-year history on this. So condos, you know, they're not always everyone's first choice, right? Because, you know, we have people complain like, oh, I don't want to pay HOA dues. Well, you know, if you're not saving money for maintenance on a house, you're going to get stuck with a bigger bill later. <laughs> so right. I, I, I always have to kind of throw that out in front of people and say, well, how good are you at budgeting to begin with? Um, but it's also lifestyle. Right, a lot of people don't want shared walls, and I can understand that. It, it depends also mm-hmm. in their life circumstances, right? You know, you often most condos are one, two bedroom. A lot of them is the the bulk of that mm-hmm. inventory. There's a bunch of studios out there. Well, no one's typically having you know a large family inside of one of those. Um, so you know they they're usually like a, an entrance into a market, or they're in these. You know, deep urban areas where there's a lot of amenities around, and that's what someone's buying is the lifestyle associated with it, right? So right. that's only, you know, certain individuals, you know? And so it's not the broadest, biggest part of the market, which is usually families, right? Right. Because um, we always, you know, talk yeah. about the seasonality. Like, even the reason that summer is the busier season is one, yeah, it's better weather here, but in general, it's if people are moving their kids from school district to school district, they're doing it during, you know, the break. Right. Mm-hmm. But condos you right. sell all year round because they can and because of the right. people who buy right. them. Right. So go ahead. You're going to ask a oh, question. Yeah, no,
2: I'm I'm just going to say, I mean, the the amenities mm-hmm. thing is, is something that could not have been anticipated, especially in Seattle. Yeah. You know, the change there, because with COVID, we have mm-hmm. dozens and dozens of restaurants closed down now. Yeah. Uh, of course, of course, over the summer we had, you know, we had the rioting. Uh, we have the the mm. you know ever present homeless um, you know yeah. problem going on down there, yeah. and uh, and safe safety is you know can be a can be an issue. So, yes, and yeah, that's coming you know, up more
1: and more with customers. Yeah, more I, I, and more.
2: I was going to ask you. Yeah, mm-hmm. what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I know several people that are moving out of Seattle just because they right. they're no, they no longer feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, and when I do have people looking in the core areas of Seattle, meaning like as close to downtown as you can be. um, That topic is coming up a lot. As you know, I have to be careful around conversations around uh, both Mm -hmm. education and um, crime, because it becomes a fair housing potential issue uh, in Mm -hmm. terms of that discussion. Um, But it is coming up quite a bit for many people of, hey, I want to feel confident. I don't want my kid picking up needles on the street or in the park. Um, You know, there are those absolute concerns. Uh, There are ways to look up reports online through different police departments, um, local offices, you know, that kind of thing to find out what's, what's happening and what the majority of the calls are for right um so if you want to know that um like your your agent can't give their opinion on it but we can give you resources around it but that conversation is coming up more and more frequently because a lot of the people who are buying do have um a lot of very uh outdoorsy lifestyles around here too so when they are outside they want to feel safe and mm-hmm. so they are choosing some of those neighborhoods around that um i do know like Denny Park right now it has really reverted back to a lot of homeless and Right. Uh, that is definitely impacting a lot of the buildings that are around there. Um, so, you know, I'll just say do your due diligence. Don't leave it just up to one person to make that assessment. You're going to want to make sure and get out and look around or drive around in these areas um, to see what what the landscape looks like because it's very different. There are parts of Belltown that are just what feel like ghost towns right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. the same thing, it's really weird to be in downtown bellevue in certain portions and just be like wow these streets used to just be teeming with people and now they're not um Mm -hmm. so you know and that's the other thing is like why are you going to buy into a building with a bunch of amenities when all of them are closed because of covid
2: right 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 well Well, like those dues in those buildings are
1: yeah those dues in those buildings are no joke because a lot of these ones that are the 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 higher your square footage the more you pay in dues right because it's broken down Mm -hmm. by a, a per square foot percentage of ownership,
2: yeah. right?
1: Yeah. And so I'm looking at some of these large places where my client's looking at over a million dollar unit and the dues are 900 to $1,800. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of extra on top of a big mortgage payment to pay for things that are not even available to you right now with a big question oh. mark on when. So that's one of the reasons these things are hanging out there is, you know, people aren't wanting to pay for those. Plus if you take that extra, you know, twelve hundred bucks a month and tie that into what I would pay for a mortgage, someone's saying, you know, what's happening right now is a bunch of outlying properties with land where people's kids can run around are selling like hotcakes. So we are seeing that movement. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have yeah. another a friend yeah. of mine from my yacht club who just reached out to me. He's like, hey, I want to go buy something over in Bremerton and get the heck out of where I'm at in Seattle. Because we don't feel They were impacted by the riots. And they're like, we're done. Our kids are grown. We don't need to be here. And we're done. So yeah. it it's going to get very interesting. But I'm going to, because I'm, I'm in the midst of... Uh, working with this one client who just moved here from out of country uh, going over all this. I intend to be doing some actual stats on this because it's not just the purchase market, Eric. I also am on some email lists of property management companies that focus on the core downtown areas. And it's those condos and downtown apartment buildings that the vacancy rates are, are rising as well. So it's not just purchase side, but it's the rental side as well. People are choosing to go elsewhere. So, we'll cover that more in some future shows.
2: Absolutely. And, boy, listen in, you know, to our show, list, our podcast. We'll have lots of information on this, many other super valuable topics.
1: Thanks so, so much for listening in again. this weekend.
2: Yep. Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook. Or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more open house with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.